Welcome to Color Country Politics, where we discuss all the important political issues facing Iron County, Utah. Our guests include elected officials and community leaders in or representing Iron County. This is episode 71, Candidate Forum 2021, Carter Wilkie, Cedar City Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Color Country Politics. We are continuing our series of interviewing our city council candidates right now. And we are really tickled to have Carter Wilkie. Oh, well, thank you. So excited. City council candidate. Um, As you know, we are asking all the candidates the same questions. We're pretty boring like that, but we want to be fair. Fair is good. Yeah. Fair is a good thing. (laughs) You're not boring. Come on. I don't think so. No. Like this is like campaign season is (laughs) one of the best seasons out there. Right? Okay. So all of the candidates are invited, and we're hoping that we can get them all on shortly. So keep track of the drops, and we will let you know as they are coming out. So Carter Wilkie, Cedar City I'm Council. Ready. Oh, I didn't introduce us. I am Jenny Hendricks. I'm Jesse Harris. You got If you're listening, you probably want to know who the voices are. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm Jenny Hendricks with my co-host and uh, video editor. okay so and uh, carter wilkie thank you for coming on color country politics thank you for having me let's jump right in to uh tell us about yourself perfect well that should be the easiest part of the day right (laughs) tell me about myself i hope i know a few things about myself so carter wilkie uh my wife stephanie and i have lived here for coming up on six years we moved to cedar city uh, we've had all of our children have been born here. We've had three children aging, you know, ranging from four years old to 10 months. So a young family. Uh, we love living in Cedar City. Uh, I'm in the real estate business. I'm a real estate agent like Jenny here is as well. Um, I love that. And that's what's really, it's been that industry and being in that career that's gotten me super involved with the community because you are a part of the community. You're out there every day. You're Helping people, you know, find places to live, helping them sell their homes, as you know. And so I think that's really what I'm not stuck in an office all day. I'm out working, you know, with people. And so that's really what's gotten me involved in the community. So uh, super into outdoor things. I love the outdoors. It's another reason we love Cedar City. Really love hunting, fishing, snowmobiling, those types of things. That's the pitch I always give to SUU students. If you want a place where you can go out into the mountains when you're done with classes, this is the place. Oh, yeah. No, SUU and Cedar City is great for that. I mean, we're minutes away from being able to do those types of things. And so I really enjoy that about Cedar City. Um, I am a recent graduate of SUU. Currently there, I'm still there working on my graduate degree now, my master's degree at SUU, and thoroughly enjoying that. It's a great university. Um, and I love to serve. That's one of the things about me that those that really know me, you know, they see that. That's I'm heavily involved in, uh, currently I sit on the board for the Chamber of Commerce, for the Board of Realtors. I also currently serve as the president of the Friends Board of the Iron County Children's Justice Center. Um, I serve on another board for a 5013C, and I also serve on a city committee helping with the general plan revision. So, you know, service is really something that I live by and I enjoy doing, and so that's kind of part of the other reason why we're here. Yeah. No, that's great. I, I really like to see people who have been out in the community and, and sort of have their finger on the pulse of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, for so sure. That's great. So tell us, why are you running for office? 
Well, my involvement, you know, it's funny when I was younger, I wasn't super involved in politics, if you were, or, you know, or watching very closely what my city was doing. And, you know, a few years ago, some things happened. I attended some meetings for a few different reasons, and I was kind of shocked at some of the things that I was seeing. And so I've just been involved and I've been watching. And, you know, it's something that I truly believe, you know, you could ask the question, why now are you getting involved in, you know, involved in I think there's something to be said about sitting back and watching how things work for a little bit before you jump all in, you know, kind of getting a good feel and a pulse like you've mentioned for how things actually work. So, um, you know, it's that being out in the community has given me a chance to hear what the concerns are, to know what the concerns are. If we don't take the time as citizens to get engaged, to get involved, to get outside of our own bubble and really see what's going on around us then it's going to be hard for us to get involved on those types of levels. And so since I've been outside that bubble and I've been paying attention and I, you know, talking to people and hearing what their concerns are, I think that's one of the things that makes it a good time now to run for office. And also, you know, Cedar City is growing at a rapid pace. That's a big thing. And so, you know, early on in the campaign, I was trying to decide what is going to be the theme for this campaign? What's going to be the idea behind this campaign? And I was actually sitting by my, my vehicle, my truck, and uh, I was talking to a friend. And on the back of my truck, I have an America Strong sticker. It says America Strong on my back window. And he, you know, we got talking and he said, what about Cedar Strong? And so that's kind of what got me thinking about the, um, and from there we pivoted and we came up with this idea of keep Cedar Strong. Mm -hmm which is really the mission of the campaign. I, I think Cedar City is a great place. I think Cedar City has many great things going for it. You know, and I look at it as a big giant ship and we have to keep it steered in the right direction. I don't necessarily feel that we've gotten so far off course that everything needs to be corrected to try and bring it back you know, on course. I think we're still headed in a good direction, but we've got some big decisions coming up in the next few years, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the next five, 10, 15 years, and, and even some of those sooner than that. Yeah. And we need some good leadership that, you know, has a pulse, that knows how to talk to community members, that knows how to engage community members so that they feel like they're part of that decision-making process. So those are probably some of the main reasons why I would say I've decided to run. That's great. So you kind of brought this up, but what do you think the city needs to improve? Well, there are a lot of great things about the city. There are things that we need to improve on and things that we need to continue to work better at um, you know some of the things that that top come to mind is community engagement now a little bit of that it, that's not all on the city though either you know as citizens we have to realize that it's our responsibility to be engaged mm -hmm. we can't have the city you know knocking on our door every day saying this is what's going on this is what's going on we have to be able to we have to do our due diligence and go out there but we also need to make sure that if the citizens go seeking information that it's readily available and that they know how to do that you know and social media has helped that come a long ways um, but there's still more that can be done you know and, and I want to make sure and not saying that our current council people or past council people haven't been that way but I think it's very important to make sure that we keep council people who are open to residents coming to them and expressing concerns and meeting and doing those types of things so a couple of the other areas that I've noticed that are a little bit of a concern is um, Currently, right now, a lot of what the city council does with is rezoning mm -hmm. and looking at zone changes. <laughs> you know, being on planning commission, you mm -hmm. see it before the city council mm -hmm. even sees it. And for a lot of citizens, that's a concern. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit in the procedures and possibly some, you know, tweaking or changing of some ordinances that would help 
change the process a little bit that would give a little bit more consistency to the way that things are done and I think that would really help um, the citizens a lot with that so another area that um, I'm a little bit concerned about is the amount of growth in relation to the water mm -hmm. and growth is gonna happen mm -hmm. and and smart growth needs to happen you know it's been said in some of the debates I can't remember actually which candidate it was but they you know they compared the city to a living organism and a living organism if you don't continue to feed it and nurture it and let it grow it will start to decay it will go the other way and so that's something that you know the growth is going to happen but we just need to be very smart about it and we need to monitor the water and we really just need to know the numbers yeah you know recently i went to a city council meeting and i asked that question to the city i says with the current water that we have how many more houses could be built mm -hmm. and you know they know how much water we're using but i don't know if the math or the calculations and the time has ever been taken to know okay, here is how many houses we could build. Right. And here's how long it will take us to get to that so that everybody can have an idea. I think the biggest concern for the citizens at this point is they see all the growth happening and they just wonder, is the water there? Yeah. When's it going to stop? Yeah. Is it going to stop? There were some cities that stopped issuing building permits because they said they were out. Yeah. You know, and that's a, a very, that's a whole other subject. You know, mm -hmm. the idea of moratoriums and those kinds of things, which I, I don't like the idea, especially of a moratorium. There, we got to be very careful with how we do things because every decision has a, has unforeseen consequences yeah. and seen consequences. Some of them we know is going to be a consequence, but there's very, there's lots of unforeseen consequences. So we have to be careful on some of those mm -hmm. things. But, you know, those are some of the things that I would like to see possibly change a little bit and some, I think some good changes could be made. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that um, kind of just a cultural thing I, I think we have within the development and businesses coming to town. You know, I fully support we need good businesses. We need the good high paying jobs. We need to make sure that people who are bringing their businesses to Cedar City have consistency in what they're expected as business owners mm -hmm. when it comes time to building, when it comes time to um, you know, improving structures and those types of things. And often, um, you know, there's been times where I hear, you know, well, this happened and that happened and I was expected to do this and then it suddenly changed. Um, and then when you ask them, well, can you give us some specifics? We get the answer of, well, you know, it's kind of water under the bridge. We're past that now. I don't want to, you know, if we have problems, we need to solve them and we need to get to the bottom of them. You know, is it... Is it just a misunderstanding? Is it somebody really did change the target on somebody? You know, and we need to have those conversations. And I think the way that those conversations can happen the best and what's really needs to be there is respect. Because I think if there's respect across all levels, then those conversations will happen and we will get to the bottom of things and we'll be able to fix problems that may be there. So, you know, as a city, it's especially important that we don't stop businesses from being successful yeah no, that's you know huge. there's there's certain things that the city does need to watch out for things of public safety and, and a few things like that but for the most part we need to try and get out of the way as much as possible mm -hmm. to let these businesses succeed because that will help the citizens succeed and the community succeed as yeah. a whole so on the flip side of that what do you think the city is doing well right now you know one of the things that i love the most about cedar city is that a person who comes here and 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 this is partially the city itself, the organization of the city, the corporation, but also just the community in general, that if a person wants to come and be involved, they can be involved. You know, the volunteerism is huge here. That's one thing that I think a lot of people who are involved 
they love that about Cedar City. Um, you know, and Cedar City is doing a great job right now. They're trying to improve their events. They're trying to have more events. They're trying to bring people, you know, to the parts of the city that we want to see people in, that we want to gather in. Um, you know, recently I had a chance to just look over 2021's new calendar for their series of events and, um, you know, the, the events department and the economic development department, they're doing a great job there. Um, economic development, that's another good area where I think Danny Stewart and his team are doing a good job, you know, and they're finding those companies and, and some of those things are even out of the city's control. I mean, recently, you know, we found out or Danny was talking in one of our meetings, a meeting that I attended that, for example, I mean, there's big manufacturing companies that would like to come to Cedar City, but it requires a lot of water, for example, to run, to cool some of that big heavy equipment. And so, you know, there are things that unfortunately aren't quite fitting, but we need to see if we can make it so everything could work um, or as much as possible. So I think the city's doing a good job there. Currently, the city is redoing the master plan. Um, that we need to try and get more um, consistency there again. We need to try and have something that the people can the people can count on yeah. both the developers the mm-hmm. business owners the citizens that we can all look at it and know that that is the plan and that is the future and the city is 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 working towards that and they're working on that master plan and serving on that committee you know I've been able to see you know some of that and so and the other thing is for the most part I think the city does do a good job I mean if a concerned citizen if if you come to the meetings if you're there if you have something you want to say by no means, you know, I've never felt like somebody, if they want to get up and say something, they're given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, there is an opportunity for your voice to be heard if you'd like your voice to be heard. So I think that's something. And the city is continually improving on using social media, doing those things to get outreach, you know, to get out to the community as much as possible. So there are things I think the city is doing a very good job at. Mm-hmm. So if you meet a voter in an elevator. Oh, boy. Well, we don't have very many elevators. There's not a lot of elevators, so... Yeah. I would actually be curious. How many elevators are there in Cedar City? There's probably not a ton of Not elevators. a ton. I bet 75% of them are on campus. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's probably a pretty safe... We don't have very many tall buildings in Cedar City, no. so... By design, by ordinance. Yeah, and that's okay. So if that scenario were to happen, what is your 30-second elevator pitch for why you should be on the Cedar City Council? Perfect. Well, going back to the mission of keeping Cedar City strong and keep Cedar strong, there's three things that make, there's three things that really are living in Cedar City. Cedar City is a great place to live. Cedar City is a great place to raise a family. And Cedar City is a great place to work. And those are the three things that I want to focus on. And every component of what I think a city council person, you know, their responsibilities are, will fall under one of those three things. And I think it's important to worry about all three of those things and not just be focused on that, you know, housing and water. I mean, those are important things, but also worried about economic development, worried about recreation, worried about public safety. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having a good grasp of all the different things that happens Mm -hmm. in the city. um, And that's something that I think I bring to the table because I've been to those meetings. I've watched them happen. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm ready to serve. And I'm, I I know what the job entails because I've been there and I've watched them do the job. (laughs) So I'm just ready. That's great. What else do you want voters to know about you, about your campaign, anything that that is important for you to get out there? Well, one thing that I've really enjoyed is talking to people and people telling me their concerns. Because, I mean, naturally, 
you can be out there as much as you want. You can be the person who everybody knows, everybody talks to, but you still have your group of people and you still have, you know, your circle of influence. And I want that circle of influence to grow. So one thing that I want people to know about is please contact me. Let's talk about some of the things. That, that's one of the things that I truly feel is that a lot can actually be accomplished by just sitting down and talking, mm-hmm. you know, and we have social media and that's one way that we get some of these things. But, you know, sitting down with a person face to face or in a good phone call, we can accomplish so much more, much more quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing. Um, a couple of the other things is as we approach here in the future and all this growth and water is a big thing. One of the things that I really want to work for is keeping the citizens involved. You know, there, there's lots of talk right now as far as the pipeline, how we're going to have the future of the water. And those things come with a very large price tag. Yes, they do. A very large mm-hmm. price tag. And there's different methods for that, you know, price to be passed down to the end consumer, which is every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to be important is to make that project a success. The citizens have to be involved and they have to know the process as we go mm-hmm. so that they can plan ahead. And so that all of a sudden one day it's like, well, here's your portion of the bill. Here's your port. You know, your water fees are now going to be affected due to this. And I think that's going to be a lot easier for the citizens if they know it's coming sure. and if they are aware of that timeline as we go. So that's one thing that I'm really, you know, conscious about and I want to make sure that we do a good job on. And so, you know, that's a, it's a tough question because <laughs> there's so much and I could sit here and talk, you know, I could sit here and talk all day about the campaign as I do. And so, but, uh, you know, those are some of the main things. That's great. So. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. We thanks for having it. me. Yeah. Thanks guys. This has been Color Country Politics, talking with Carter Wilkie, Cedar City Council candidate. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Color Country Politics, a production in cooperation with Utah Politico Hub and graciously sponsored by Century 21 Prestige Realty at 121 North Main Street, Cedar City. Special thanks to Amoeba Crew for use of their song, Background Indie Rock, licensed under Creative Commons. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Also, check out our YouTube channel where we post video of our interviews. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website at www.colorcountrypolitics.com.